Welcome to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. It's been a while. It's been a, you know about two weeks, I think. Uh, it's Friday the 13th, Friday, September the 13th. And, uh, you know, I do dabble in the spooky, the paranormal, the ghostly type thing a little bit. And tonight, we are definitely going down that road of uh, paranormal travel-ish type things. Uh, we're going to talk about Oatman, Arizona, ghost town in Arizona. But first, I got a couple things to say. Today, Friday the 13th, you want a little trivia about that? Okay, well, you're going to get it no matter what. Uh, there are a couple theories about why Friday the 13th is an unlucky day. And, you know, what I read about it, what I what I always kind of thought it was about was uh, this, that in 1307, Philip IV of France had a bunch of Knights Templar killed because they were a threat to his political power. Well, you know, that's one theory. The other thing that I learned today that I never knew was that today, um, apparently Thursday the 13th, was a day that of the Last Supper where Jesus and his 12 disciples, 13 people, numbers, bro, numbers, uh, all, you know, it was the night before he died. So it was a pretty unlucky day for Jesus, apparently. I don't know why. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me whatsoever. It's like I'm reading about it going, wait wait a minute. It, okay, first of all, it's on a Thursday. 13 people. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Okay. All right, but he died on, like, Friday the 14th. So why isn't Friday the 14th? And he didn't even die. Did he die that Friday? I don't know. You know what? I'm going to stick with... Uh, Today was a very unlucky day to be a Knights Templar in France in 1307, and we're going to roll with that. Also, tonight, if you're talking about numbers, tonight is the 13th episode of the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. So take that, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would, whatever. <clears throat> so tonight is brought to you by... Uh, whoever the fuck invented the pumpkin spice latte, because I did have one earlier, iced. That's that's my way of drinking coffee of choice. Um, made by I don't even want to say where I got it, but well, hey, whatever. It's Pete's Coffee. I did, I don't go to Starbucks. I kind of re- like refuse to on moral grounds. I guess I don't know why Pete's isn't much better. I don't know. I just I needed coffee, and Pete's was the closest place that's open. Oh man, dude, you know, and also it's a full moon tonight, so there's some serious tidal pull on like whatever coffee is in my stomach, and also I had a beer already. Yeah, I don't want to say what brewery is bringing this podcast to you because it's not really a cool one or anything like that, you know, that gives me any any kind of, Uh. oh, there it was. Thank you. Welcome to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast, Friday the 13th edition. Which is weird because it'll probably be out on like Sunday the 15th or maybe tomorrow the 14th. I don't know. I have a lot going on right now. Uh, Yeah. So one of the things about tonight, you know, we're going to talk about Oatman, which is a pretty interesting story. Some interesting history. Very interesting history, I think. And also there's a couple ghosts there, you know, actually like uh, three that we're going to talk about that are pretty interesting. Uh not that I really met or experienced anything there, but I'm. It was a little on the creepy side, especially uh, 
all the Confederate flags and don't tread on me flags and shit that were flying around there. And the old biker ladies who sold t-shirts and shit. But we'll get to that. That'll be a little later. So, you know, one of the things I've been doing, and I probably say that every single podcast, one of the things I like to do here on the I Want to Party with Bob podcast is play a song by a band that has kind of something to do with the podcast at hand. So this is based on a town in Arizona. I wanted to play a song by a band from Arizona that I really like or really love. And in this case, I do love these guys. They're pretty awesome. The name of the band is Playboy Man Baby. There will be a full song at the end of the podcast. So if you don't want to listen to me jabber, just forward all the way to the end, about you know maybe three minutes before the end, and you'll get to catch their song. The name of the song is Cheap Wine. Now, the Playboy Man Baby, I they're pretty indescribable. Uh, they're incredible. They're a crazy good band. They have a sax player and also a, a trumpet player. Um, they are not a fucking ska band, by the way. Don't mistake them for ska. Uh, they're much, much harder to define than anything I can think of. Um, they have a ton of stuff out on Bandcamp. Uh, you know, mostly self-released. They've done a bunch of tours. They'd like to keep touring. So bands, if you know these dudes or whatever, you should get to know them. If you don't. Uh, hit them up, take them on tour with you, because they're pretty awesome. I, we Tilt Wheel played with them at Awesome Fest a couple years ago. I believe it was February of 2018, or maybe it was 2017. I'm not really sure. can't remember. But they stole the show. They were one of the most entertaining live bands I've ever seen. They were incredible. Thank you so much to the singer Robbie for hooking me up with an MP3 of the song Cheap Wine. Also, this is what I would recommend the most, you know, buy their stuff on Bandcamp for sure check them out listen to them they're great they're really fun really awesome um so let's give a couple song title samples uh, you can be a fascist too i'd like to meet your parents strange plastic surgery and you know cheap one hey dude they're fun yeah they are a great band they are truly great uh one of the things i'd recommend the most would be go on youtube search playboy man Bo- man baby and look for Nautical Adventure Audition. So this is a video of them auditioning to play on a cruise ship, to be like a band that plays on a cruise ship. And he said, no, they didn't get the gig. We were kind of talking a little bit about it. But I, God damn, they should have, dude. It would, like, that. if that band was like the house band on a cruise ship, sign me up for that cruise, because that shit would be tight. That would be pretty great. All right, so let's get into why I ended up in Oatman, how we went to Oatman. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's the full moon or Friday the 13th that's messing with me here, but you know, I, I need to take the pause that refreshes. Oh, glug, glug, glug. Yep, that, was, that hit the spot. Thank you. Find people at um, this brewery that shall not be named as, you know, I am... DIY punk guy. I'm not going to talk about drinking uh, Miller Lite. On, <laughs> I did say that. Okay. Well, let's move on. So we ended up in Oatman. We we went on a week's vacation recently, um, actually last week. And Oatman was the first destination. We we kind of planned it all out. The eventual goal was we always, we typically do as a family. That's me. Uh, my wife and my son. We typically go on vacation the first week of September, my wife's birthday, 
is on September 4th. Um, it you know it's hot usually that time of year, but it's a good time to go on vacation because it's hot. And when it's hot and you're on vacation, who gives a shit, right? It sucks for me way more to be at work when it's hot. So I love it. So our our, our eventual goal was Mesa Verde in Colorado, but we wanted to hit a couple ghost towns, kind of you know go around Flagstaff, do a little of this and that through the Southwest. So Oatman was one of those destinations. That was the very first one. Uh, we went to a place called uh, Two Guns outside of Flagstaff, about 30 miles or so east of Flagstaff. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to do a podcast about that one later, but man, fuck that place. That place is cursed. Don't fucking go there. It's going to be a good podcast. It's going to be interesting because there's a really gnarly story about the history of that place. And I don't want to deflect from the uh, importance of Oatman here. Oatman's kind of a bit player in the story of our whole little trip, really, to me, though it's very interesting, so otherwise I wouldn't be doing a podcast, and if I did, I'd be kind of a, a moron, but yeah, I, and I don't do stupid things, right, ever? Eh, maybe I do. Anyways, it, <coughs> yeah, Two Guns was gnarly, gnarly place, so and we went to Two Guns, drove through New Mexico, ended up at Mesa Verde on the way home, also went back through Flagstaff area, saw a lot of Trump 2020 stickers. Awesome. Good job. You know, Northern Arizona. Um, went to Jerome, Arizona, which will be another podcast, you know, coming up hopefully in October, which will be, by the way, brief aside, October is going to be all spooky themed. Eh, you know, my, you know, I got a couple things planned for it. I'm trying to get, figure out what band I'd like to talk to in October from San Diego that might be able to come talk to me that is kind of on the spookier side, kind of the creepy side, whatever. And, you know, uh, any suggestions, let me know. Otherwise, I might do something about the Misfits or Saween or Sam Hain or however the fuck you say it. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'll be doing a lot of spooky-themed stuff, so October's going to be pretty rad. Going to talk about Two Guns and probably Jerome in that month. So we'll see how it goes. Uh that was a pretty awesome trip. Oatman, first stop. Uh, Arizona. Let me just say about Arizona. You know, I have a weird, kind of a love-hate relationship with Arizona because I've been there, unfortunately, I've been there a lot in the summer. And it is hot as fuck in Arizona in the summer. I, I mean, how any person can live there and work outside and it's like 120 degrees it's gnarly right there are a lot of cool people from Arizona I've really met a lot of cool people not you know the here I'm talking about Playboy Man Baby at the beginning those dudes are super cool Robbie was super cool to me talking to him and stuff uh you know we've played with several bands Tilly has over the years from Arizona that are phenomenal people stayed with them um you know, played all around Arizona, everywhere but the north, you know, but I have traveled all around northern Arizona, especially in the last couple of years. So it's a pretty interesting place. It's like a lot of people driving through will go, God, there's like nothing here. Well, there is a lot there. You just kind of have to go a little bit off the beaten path. I, one thing that trips me out the most about Arizona is the people, like, there are a lot of pasty white whitey white white folks in Arizona that are you tend to be on the morbidly obese side it's a pretty it's like 
the only thing they do is sit inside in air conditioning and go to Denny's or something. I don't know. I, I, but I've noticed that's kind of a trend there. Either that or there's like the white guy who is like completely like sunburnt to shit tweaking his gourd off walking around in 120 degree weather with like you know the jingo pants and like a hoodie and it's like dude you know it's fucking you know it's hotter than shit where you're like you could probably fry an egg on the zipper of those extra baggy jeans you have on right and he's just bebopping along having the time of his life so i i don't know arizona trips me out but it it is a pretty rad place um there are quite a few rednecks in Arizona, though, and more maybe than other places I've been. Um, they're kind of everywhere, you know, they are, and that's fine. I mean, I don't have a problem with rednecks per se uh, until they get shitty with me or, you know, so something. I, I don't, not that that's really ever happened. It's maybe it's happened a couple times, but, you know, whatever. So uh, let's go back to Oban, but first, let's take a little break here. Um, for me to have a sip of beer. Hang on one sec. <coughs> and cough a little bit. Okay. Very unprofessional. I know, I know. Should probably cut that out. But, I, you know, it is what it is. Get over it. Uh, Oatman. Oatman is located in the northwest corner of Arizona, right off of the old Route 66. It's fairly close to Kingman. You pass Kingman. Or you're you're in King. I can't remember exactly how you get there. You can look Google that shit. You know what I mean? I'm not here to give you directions to Oatman. I'm here to talk about Oatman. Uh, you you take the 40 and you get up. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I just had to throw that in there. So it's off the old Route 66, which means when the 40 got built, it got bypassed. So the 40 is one of the main east-west um, highways in the United States, and the 40 bypassed a lot of old route 66. Now that is a killer of towns. Typically Kingman though is actually doing pretty good or I'm sorry, not Kingman. Oatman is doing pretty good. Kingman is right off the 40. So pardon that little slip I had. Uh, Oatman is doing pretty good tourist wise. Now the founding, the history of the town is actually a pretty interesting story. Um, Miners discovered gold in the Black Mountains, which is where Oatman is located, the Black Mountains of Arizona, in 1863. Uh, one of the miners named his claim after a lady by the name of Olive Oatman. Now, her story, supposedly, Olive Oatman was traveling in a caravan uh, headed to California. She was Mormon. They were headed to California in uh, 1851. And she was taken captive by the Western Yavapai tribe. They believe they're not really too sure. Now, the Oatman, Olive Oatman was very famous in these days, especially after her story came out. So bear with me. We'll get to a little of that. Uh, it's, it's a pretty interesting story. Uh, she was taken captive by these this Native American tribe. And uh, they, you know, it was her and her, her sister were uh captured in 1851 they killed the majority of her family and took them and eventually ended up selling them the two girls to the Mojave people uh, Mojave people had a tradition the women in the tribe had tattoos on their chins and on their arms so she she got tattooed which you know there were no women back in those days like you know 
European white women living in the United States that had tattoos back then. Because that was a very taboo thing. So let's talk a little about how Olive Oatman uh, came to be captured by this tribe. Now, her mother and father, Roy and Mary Oatman, they had seven children uh, from the age of one up to 17. Uh, this tribe, the of the Western Yavapai, they, they think they're not really sure because her story is kind of has some conflicts in it. Uh, they massacred the family as they were heading west towards California in Arizona. They killed everyone except for her brother, Lorenzo, who was 15 at the time, and Olive, who was 14, and her sister, Mary Ann, who was seven. They took the girls to be slaves. They left everyone else in her family for dead. But her brother, Lorenzo, survived, and he eventually made his way to a settlement where uh, he recovered from his injuries. So uh, her brother, Lorenzo, went back to where they got massacred, and he found his family. Everybody was dead, just basically laying there. You know, all their stuff had been stolen. Um, but he did not find the bodies of his sister, Olive, and his sister, Marianne. Now, what happened, you know, the this tribe, the first tribe of Native Americans that took them, um, abused them, you know, beat them up. Apparently, according to Olive Oatman, they were never raped or treated, you know, in any kind of um, ill manner sexually, which is good. I mean, but they did like they made them basically like here, you know, you know, you go help this guy carry this rock over here or do whatever. They just they were slaves. So they sold them to the Mojave um tribe which is kind of in the area around needles is california is where they're based which is right on the border of arizona right off of the 40 so <clears throat> excuse me uh her, olive and her sister lived with the mojave for a while uh several uh, she had several opportunities to leave that tribe like she was offered chance like a you know a trader like a European trader, white European trader or whatever would come to them and say, Hey, Oh, what do you guys have for trade? Oh, Whoa. Like how did this white chick get here? That's weird. And she wouldn't, wouldn't say like, Hey, help me rescue me. She basically, her and her sister basically assimilated with the Mojave. So, uh, at one point they had a really bad drought years in 1855 to 1856 her sister Marianne died of starvation, so the whole tribe was suffering, though they were basically considered family of the tribe, and they were well taken care of. Um, so her sister dies. Here's Olive Oatman still hanging out, very assimilated with the tribe, didn't have a husband or anything like that in the tribe. But eventually, uh, authorities from Fort Yuma in Arizona, which you know is close to apparently the modern-day Yuma, Arizona, uh, heard that there was a tribe of Mojave that had a white woman living among them. So they sent a scout in 1856 to the tribe and who verified, okay, oh, yeah, here is this white woman. And Olive's brother, uh, Lorenzo, got wind of that somehow. So he went to that tribe with other soldiers from Fort Yuma and said, oh, my God, yeah, that's my sister. So they reunited, and uh, the rest is kind of history. She she had, she was very famous in the American West. She had, uh, you know, people wrote books about her. There were plays about her, like, oh, you know, uh, 
white woman held captive by Indians, crazed Indians, blah, blah, blah. Well, I hate using that word because they're not Indians. They're not from India. They're from America or, you know, what is currently Arizona in the United States. But they're Native Americans in my mind. I'm sorry to use the word Indian. I don't think it's appropriate. I don't like it. You know, whatever. Um, so th- there were a lot of stories about Al Voltman saying, like, she had had been mistreated and blah, blah, blah. And she wrote a book and, you know, all this stuff. So by the time that the town of Oatman, that the mining claim was the very first mining claim in 1863, uh, was, was filed. All of Oatman was very, very famous in the American West. So that's why they named the town Oatman. It's a pretty interesting story, right? You know, there's more to it. They're actually the town of Oatman. When we visited, had some books about all of Oatman that, I would have been curious to read. I should have actually got one. I got it kind of a lame, like, ghost town book about Arizona that was really boring and bland. But anyway, yeah, I digress. So let's go back to Oatman. Now, uh, what made Oatman what it is today and the town that it was in its heyday was gold. Uh, gold, when they discovered it, when that first claim was filed in 1863, that led to about 50 years of small-scale mining, like, you know, individuals making claims out in the hills, crazed old prospectors going, oh, boy, I sure could use some smash really right about now. You know, I don't know. Do they like, what fucking, what is sarsaparilla? Do you, I don't know what it is, really. It's like some kind of root beer shit, right? But I always took it to be from watching Bugs Bunny cartoons, which is where I kind of learned most of what I know about life today. Uh that's some kind of like alcoholic thing because they'd sell it in saloons. Yeah, uh, give me a sarsaparilla, Dak. You know, down the bar here. Oh, glug glug glug. Up, oh, Yosemite Sam. Bang 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 bang. Get you. I'll get you, varmint. You know. Hey. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, was I, I? I think I was talking about Oatman, wasn't I? Oh fuck. Yeah, I got I'd rather talk about Yosemite Sam now at this point. I don't know. I'm kind of boring myself talking about Oatman this much oh it gets better though hang on it, it does actually get better so by the year 1915 the town of Oatman exploded 3,500 people there um, a large a mining company opened a large gold mine in town uh, in by 1924 the they were starting to get the the claim the gold ore was starting to run out a little bit so things got a little bit um, more mellow in Oatman. A lot of people left because there wasn't as much work there. There wasn't as, as much gold. Uh, by 1941, uh, gold mining in Oatman completely stopped um, for a while. Anyways, the reason behind, excuse me for burping. Uh, let's have another sip. By 1941, uh, the government actually shut down the gold mining uh operations in Oatman because they needed copper for the war effort. So they would say, go to mining companies and say, Hey, gold is not like a necessary metal for the war effort. So shut it down. I need your guys to go mine copper for whatever, you know, radio wiring, blah, 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 whatever they use copper for, you know? <clears throat> so it, Gold mining continues to this day in Omen, though. I will say that they have um, a gold mining operation just outside of the town. We drove past it 
you know, weaving in between on this very windy little mountain road, weaving in between piles of burrow dung, which we'll talk about the burrows of Oatman too very soon. They're pretty interesting. And um, it, the uh, the gold mining aspect of it, and the mining and the this and that, eh, you know, that kind of history doesn't really appeal to me that much, but that is what set the stage for what the town has become today. So, yeah, gold mining thing. Eh, I don't know. Okay, we won't talk about that anymore. That's boring. Let's get to the interesting stuff about Owen. Let's talk about the ghosts. There are three that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, two of them are fairly famous. Now, Clark Gable and Carol Lombard stayed in the Oatman Hotel on their honeymoon after they got eloped in Kingman, Arizona, on March 18th of 1939. Uh, they stayed in room 15 of the Oatman Hotel uh, let's talk about the Oatman Hotel just a tiny bit. Why don't we, while we're here, hey, we might as well. The Oatman Hotel was built in 1902. There was a huge fire in town which burnt down most of the town, but it didn't touch the Oatman Hotel, and that was in 1921. Uh, it is The Oatman Hotel is the oldest two-story adobe building in Mojave County, Arizona. Isn't that interesting? I don't know. Not really. Uh, probably shouldn't have mentioned that, but uh, yeah. Let's talk more about the ghost. Jesus Christ. This one's, this is a fairly dry podcast, I think. I'm going to listen back to it, and I hope it's okay for you guys, because I'm getting kind of fucking bored, to be honest with you. Um, <coughs> I'm just kidding. This is okay. Uh, Clark Gable and Carol Lombard, after they got eloped, now they eloped, I guess, because some studio executive told them, like, oh, no, you guys can't get married. It'd be scandalous or something. They had both been married previously or something like that that he thought it would hurt their careers. And they said, well, we're in love. Fuck you. We're going to go get married in Kingman. I don't know why Kingman wasn't exactly like a big destination for people that I know of in 1939. Maybe it was. I, I, I don't know what people did. In, what did people do in 1939 besides watching like the Germans invading Poland and going, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, shit's getting real. You know, I don't know what else people did. Listen to the radio like Little Orphan Annie and with the, you can order your Dakota ring uh, if you just call, um, you know, uh, uh, Phoenix 525 or however the fuck they used telephones back then. I don't know. You know, call the operator and say, hey, can you connect me to President Roosevelt, please? Uh, he's a little tied up right now. He's, yeah. anyways. <clears throat> Clark Gable and Carol Lombard returned frequently to Oatman. Apparently, they loved the town. Uh, Clark Gable would go to the lobby of the hotel where the bar was and play cards with some of the miners that were still working in town at that point. Like I said, it didn't shut down really until 1941. Um, now, here's where it gets a little sad. Carol Lombard died in 1942. So they had only been married for, what, three years? Um she was on a plane that was flying from Las Vegas with some soldiers, some army dudes, uh, just outside of Las Vegas. Her plane crashed, and everybody on board died, including Carol Lombard, and I believe her mother died as well on the plane. And uh, from that point on, um, her ghost is said to inhabit room 15 of the Oatman Hotel. Now, Clark Gable... What she was buried at uh, Forest Lawn in Glendale, in near Los Angeles, California. Clark Gable was buried right next to her when he died in 1960. 
which is interesting because he was married twice after she died. So he, she was kind of the love of his life. So there's, there you go. I mean, there's a very strong bond there, you know, that I, that in my mind at least makes some kind of sense as far as like why there would be a haunting. Maybe their honeymoon was like the happiest night that they had together and their spirits are, you know, I don't know, whatever. They're like, uh, oh, they didn't, they're not burping like that because that'd be rude. Uh, okay, that was off camera. Jeez. I'm telling you, this full moon is pulling the title stuff of me like away from uh, any kind of common decency. And uh, if anybody is good at editing audio, get in touch with me because you probably could help me edit shit like that out. That'd be great. That'd be great. So, yeah, the um, Gable and Lombard are said to haunt room 15. And I think it's because they had a great time in Oatman. They loved the town. Like I said, they went back to it a bunch of times. They'd hang out with the people that lived there, play cards with them, yada, yada. I'm sure get shit-faced and dance to Charleston. No, wait, that was the 20s, right? What what did people dance in the 40s, like the jitterbug? All I know the jitterbug from is like a wham song. Jitterbug. The other ghost... Oh, yeah. Well, wait. Let's not get on to the other ghosts first. What they claim about room 15 in Oatman Hotel is that they can hear people laughing and whispering. So they're still having a good time even in the afterlife. That's good. All right. I'm down with that. I did get a, a, a I have some pictures. I'll post them on the website. I did get kind of a weird picture where there was like uh, now when you go the Oatman Hotel now is like. Oh, whatever, you know, it's like eh, fairly run down and just, I don't know, it's kind of shitty, I guess, in a way, eh, whatever. It, it's very touristy, you know, like, ooh, look, there's ghosts here, you know. Um, the That room 15 is at the top of some stairs. Once you go through the, the entrance to the hotel on the ground floor, you go up these stairs and it's kind of right there. And they have all this stuff laid out and they have these huge pictures of Carol Lombard and Clark Gable and it's like oh wow they're really like pushing this angle you know which I get it I mean it's it's a claim to fame for sure um that I got some funky pictures like two of them where there is like a an odd kind of light pattern I'm not gonna say you know is it a ghost type thing uh, you know maybe maybe you judge for yourself I'll post them on the website you know you can always you can always write me it's at bob at I want to party with bob.com and uh, we can talk about it. I don't know. Or not. Whatever you want to do. You know, maybe you have better things to do with your life. You know, I I I do and don't. So uh the other famous ghost in Oatman is nicknamed Otie. Otie. Odie of Oatman. Odie. Uh Sir Otie of Oatman. Yes, he's a famous one there. He was an Irishman. And he was a miner. He got really, really shit-faced, apparently, and died behind the hotel. So, um, you know, uh, racial stereotypes aside of Irish people being drunks, well, I don't know what they have to point out that he's Irish. You know, why couldn't he have been, why couldn't they have said something like, oh, he was, I don't know, the, the Irish drunk. Fuck, you know. Well, thanks, St. Patrick, for ruining Ireland, its reputation, and helping them on the way to being known as the drunkest people in Europe, which I don't think is true. I, I don't know for sure. Now, this Odie guy died behind the hotel. 
So they just said, ah, fuck, well, we're just going to bury him right here. So they basically dug a hole behind the hotel, threw his body in it, covered him with rocks, and later. So his ghost hangs around, like, likes to bang on stuff and kind of do this and that, you know, ghosty things, such as, um, you know, throwing plates across the room and uh, turning on TVs and saying, you know, whatever, uh, what. That's a poltergeist movie. Eh, never mind. They, they, there's not. There's probably not even a TV in the Oatman Hotel. I'm not really sure. So, so there you go. You know, that's about the extent of the ghosts in Oatman. I, apparently, there's like a chambermaid that haunts there. I, there was no mention of that in any of the stuff that I saw there. Uh, Gable, Lombard, and Odie are the three big three. I like the Clark Gable and Carol Lombard story. It's pretty interesting. I mean, that's a good love story. I think it's really really cool. So. Now that we've gotten out the ghostly part out of the way, um, which there's not much to it. I mean, it, it it's I think it's fairly hyped for that town it, to it's one way of bringing tourists in. Now, let me tell you about one way you shouldn't bring tourists into a town, and that is by as you enter the town having like a giant Confederate flag and "Don't tread on me" flag. For me, you know that's a fucking giant like red flag like oh shit uh yeah we're entering some serious like bullshit territory with that and that's a, one of the first things i saw as we pulled into oatman um a store so and, you know that's one of those places like that we drive up and we see you know there's a big confederate flag out front and this don't tread on me flag and like you see the guy's got a bunch of like trump shirts for sale like oh fuck me like, what's this dude all about? You know this dude? It's dude. He's, like, wandering around. He's this raggedy old white dude, like, leather vest on and shit. Like, oh, boy, look at this fucking guy. You know, let's see what he has to say. I didn't go talk to him. You know, it's one of those situations where it's like, do not engage. Don't, do not. No, no, no. There's no point for you to talk to him. Maybe he's cool as shit, but, no, I kind of really doubt it. I would think he's, like, that that character. What is his name? Herman in The Simpsons that has, like, you know, the he's missing an arm and has the sleeve of his shirt like pinned to his other sleeve, and he's like, "Oh, you want to see the Nazi memorabilia?" That was the kind of feeling I got from this guy. Like, oh yeah, he, this dude has like a back room where you could say, "Hey, uh, you know, I noticed you have a bunch of weird racist shit here in your store." Um, as we approached, uh, you know, what do you what do you got in the back? Oh, oh, you I have a ceremonial SS knife. Would you would you be interested in that? You know, it's on sale today. It's only 150 um Deutschmarks. Oh, I mean uh dollars, dollars. I mean that's <coughs> yeah, hit uh, dollars. No, no. Oh, yeah. There's some weird shit in Oatman. This is this is where I'm going to kind of deviate from the norm of talking about the ghosts and talk about like the shittiness of the town. It's very touristy, okay? Um, it, it truly is. Like, I've been to a few ghost towns. We went to a couple on this trip. We've been to, you know, Calico in California before and, and a couple times, actually, and that's a pretty rad place. Oatman is, like, tourist, tourist, tourist. Like, that's all they want. So it's also um, a lot of bikers go to Oatman, apparently. I, I'm not really sure why. Um, so there's a lot of biker shirts, like, Oh, you know, like old bikers in Oatman or some bullshit. I don't know. A bunch of Route 66. Dude, there is Route 66 crap everywhere. Like 
signs and stickers and shirts and dude, fuck me like america kind of has this obsession over route 66 i guess because it was the main like east west highway that we had from chicago all the way to santa monica so there's like this weird national obsession especially with like baby boomers because that's who they kind of cater to it seemed like they were kind of catering to these shitty weird like biker uh, baby boomer types you know which is not my crowd, I, I for sure. But, you know, whatever, I deal with it. I mean, it's not offensive to me in any way. It didn't hurt my feelings. Even seeing, like, the the Women for Trump shirts, like 500 of them in this one store, yeah, whatever. I actually talked to that lady who ran that store, and she was nice as shit. So, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, yeah, so, it, you know. Um, yeah, but it is, that town is kind of filled where there's a, like a lot of Confederate flag memorabilia. There's a lot of like second amendment shit. There's a lot of like bikers for God, Trump and guns, which is like, that's a really weird combination, but there you go. Um, lots of don't tread on me stuff and, uh, some other kind of cool stuff. I don't know. The pe- everyone in the town was pretty nice to us. So I have no complaints, um, as far as how I was treated there or, you know, whatever it is, what it is, you don't. if you don't like that kind of stuff, just stay away. I mean, you're not going to make it get any medals or anything, you know, going on a tirade against the kind of stuff that they're selling in this town. Just don't go there really. If you don't like it, I guess. I mean, it, it it's funny for me to say that because here I am like talking about it on a podcast and it almost sounds like I'm complaining about it, but really I'm just kind of making a social note you know, in my mind and also to advise any travelers going there, that's what you're going to see. So there you go. Uh, yeah. The other thing in Oatman that is really cool and probably my favorite part about the town, I know it was my wife's favorite for sure. Um, the town is, is inhabited, the area around the town and the town itself is inhabited by about 1,500 wild burrows or donkeys. Now, a burrow is... A donkey, basically. A donkey, when you call a donkey a donkey, a donkey is the word that you use to describe a domesticated burrow. Burrow is like a wild donkey. Was that confusing? Yes, it was even to me a tiny bit. However, my point is they call them burrows because they are wild. They are literally like wandering all through the town. There is burrow shit everywhere on the sidewalk, in the streets, like... This is a highway, too, keep in mind. You know, it's two-lane. It's small. It's a very windy road. But this is the old Route 66 going through these mountains, through the Black Mountains. You're, like, dodging donkeys and tourists and donkey shit. And, like, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. They're very friendly. They come up to you because you can buy burrow food at any one of the tourist traps that they have all throughout this town. And there's about, like, 20 of them. Trust me. I went in every one looking for, a, like, an Oatman Ghost Town shirt. So I can look cool, you know what I mean? And like a black shirt, like, yeah. Anyway, um, there was a, there's, these, these bros are everywhere, babies, everything. Pretty crazy, pretty cool. That's really about all I got on Oatman. You know, I, I, originally this was going to be a two-part podcast, but I kind of had too much on Oatman with the history stuff, and I kind of had, Two Guns was our next stop in our little vacation adventure um, I have a lot about two guns and two guns is gnarly. So we'll get to that later. Hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about Oatman. 
you know, I think I lost myself a little bit here and there. Um, it's Friday the 13th. I'm about to turn into werewolf because the moon is full. So, yeah, I'm going to have to bail here, here pretty quick. Uh, oh, yeah. What's that song go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, that's how I feel right now. So, uh, enjoy this song that I'm playing at the end. Once again, it is Playboy Man Baby. The name of the song is Cheap Wine. Fantastic song by a fantastic band. I really love them. If they go to your town, check them out. Uh, buy their stuff on Bandcamp. Help support them. They are awesome. Do most of their stuff themselves, and they do a damn good job. Dude, they have like 20 videos on YouTube that are all entertaining as shit so, and worth checking out. A lot of them dressing in drag, and they are... They are attractive uh, men, so I, yeah, I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, you know, keep uh, tuned in to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Got a lot of great stuff coming up. Got an interview with the Dodges coming out here in a little bit. A uh, little bit more of the Tilt Wheel history. The month of October, like I said, spooky the entire month. Going to be doing some great uh, ghost story type things. Uh, talking about Halloween a little bit, and uh, talking about one of my favorite authors, H.P. Lovecraft. There is going to be a podcast for him coming up in October, so lots of good stuff. Check out the Playboy Man Baby, and like I said, support them if you can. I really appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Have a great night and a great Friday the 13th.